It don't matter how hot the girls are. If your music is lame, we can help with that, though. The Professional Adult Nightclub DJ Association presents Panda Off the Charts. Brand new tracks for the strip club industry to make your set sound fresher, more energized, and to keep things bumping. Here are your hosts, Danny Myers, Elon Fong, and Bob Chia Party. Panda Off the Charts, uh, what's hot in the strip clubs podcast on Pantheon Podcast Network. Danny Myers, Bob Chia Party, Elon Fong, we've got a great show. So, Panda off the charts, what this show is, it's a new music show where we bring some great new songs to you guys, and we bring celebrity guests, and I'm telling you what, not only are we bringing you three good songs, but we have got, oh my God, our guest today calling in in just a few minutes. We have got Shannon uh, Larkin, the drummer from Godsmack, coming on, so uh, I'm really, really looking forward to that. So uh, first of all, Alon Fong, how are you? Danny Myers, I am so fired up. I'm so excited. I am stoked to do this interview. Godsmack legendary band for the last 25 freaking years. Uh, new rock legends. They're not new anymore. They're classic rock now, but they are freaking amazing. Great new album coming out next year. Great new song that we're going to play for you in a little bit. And of course, we got lots of cool tracks for you as well. So, yeah. Dude. We got Let's that, go. and then uh, heading out to Nashville, Tennessee, we got Bob Chia Party from StripJointsMusic.com. Love How it. You? I love it. Doing good. Doing good, Danny. I'm, I, I love that little jingle. I mean, you guys uh, make me feel so, so special. Yeah, we haven't done that enough in a while, but I got it on, on a button, so I, it's like right away. It's on one of my little pads <laughs> right now. I, I thought you keep the girls like in a little closet somewhere and just have them come out and sing for us. okay so what we're going to do we've each picked uh, a couple of great new songs that we're going to play for you and we've got shannon from godsmack coming on here in just a few minutes so hang tight but we're going to open it up um uh as i always do with with an ultimix song uh this is a great ultimate ultra remix uh this is a craze you remember them uh they were had that big hit about a year ago the craze uh, featuring good boys you may recognize this uh, this little, uh, I won't call it a sample. I'll call it a, a phrase from the original song, too. The song is called Believe. Let me tell you, you know. I let that run just a little long because I wanted you to hear the verse get in there so you didn't think it was just that. Uh, so uh, let me go up to Alan Fong. Uh, first of all, do you recognize what that's from? Of course I do. Uh, well, I can't think of the name of the song, but I know Fragma, Fragma did the, Fragma yeah, did the original. Fragma was the artist Toka's Miracle. Toka's was Miracle. The song. There we go. And I here's an interesting miracle. thing. That wasn't the first song that actually used that piece because the right. singer for, uh, for uh, Fragma Oh, it's going to come to me. Coco. Coco was her name. Yep. And she recorded a song in 96 called I Need a Miracle. So then she teamed yes. up with Fragma and they did Toka's Miracle. So uh, anyway, what did you think of this version? Music history brought to you by Danny Myers. History. I love it. Yeah. Uh, no, great version. I like the male vocals or at least pitched down vocals. Um, and of course, A Craze does great music beds. So yeah, no, I really dig that track. I like the original version as well, but the Alter Remix is very nice as well. Yeah, Bob Chia Party from Strip Joints Music. Um, I like the song. I think it will work well in the clubs. I'm again, with me, I'm just not a personal fan of you know a, a lot of that type of uh, you know repetitive you know sample type of a uh, type of music. You know, you know me, I'm a rocker. I like I like uh, I like my strip club music with a little grind and groove and a little sleaze to it. And uh, but still a really good song. I I, I you know. All the DJs out there should consider that for their uh, sets, without a doubt. Okay. We are two songs away from bringing Shannon from Godsmack on. Alon, would you pick us a song here? 
hell yes. Well, I'm very excited about this track. I reached out to the artist myself, uh, Dog. He goes by Buried by Dog. So at Buried by Dog on Instagram. He does a lot of great drill remixes. He's from Australia. Uh, yeah, cunts. And uh, he does a lot of hip hop remixes in drill form. And this is an original track. And I reached out to him because the original was like two minutes long. And I said, man, we could really use a longer version. So he did an extended edit just for us oh. pandas. Yeah. So this is, uh, we're the only ones who have this mix. It's an extended mix. This is Dog, D A W G. And the track is called Act Like A. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Was I acting like a hoe? Drop it down, drop it down low. Drop that ass, bitch. Hey, drop it down, drop it down low. She on the floor, on her foes. Bitch, get low, 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 Drop that. Shit over enough so the lips show As soon as she turn on the camera She busted wide open and stud on the clip show She bouncing, split and biting her lips And talking about this where your dick go I know that she only a fan but don't give a damn I love me a lit hoe I keep it a band, I'm keeping it a stack I'm keeping it more than a blue strip I love my hoes ghetto, bougie, nasty Already know what to do with it Already know the drill like a toolkit Now my bitch on the side, they a new bitch Send this bitch on live going stupid Send that made an ass clap, no move Sorry, was I acting like a hoe? <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I can picture playing this in the club and then hitting the blackout key right when that comes on and stuff on the lighting. Yeah, um, I dig it. I dig it. Bob Chia Party. I love it. I thought it was great. It was that's big fun. So tell me about the artist. So I yeah, so he's a club DJ. I've uh, been touring and stuff. Been around for a couple years. I've been uh, getting his remixes uh, for a while. Um, and just a fan as a DJ, but he's from Australia. I know he, I think he just did a little, little mini tour on the West coast here in the States. Not too long ago. Really cool cat. We've, um, corresponded back and forth on Instagram messaging about tracks and stuff I like. And he sent me his, his remixes and stuff that I would play in my club. And, you know, since not everyone knows about him, it's cool. Cause I get shit that maybe a lot of other people don't have or don't know about. And he does great remixes, drill remixes of like Drake and whatever popular hip hop songs are out. Is he on a label or is he just doing his own stuff? I think he's just doing his own thing. But you can, is he's at buried by D A W G. Well, if you want, reach out to him and let me send you, have him send me this song. I'll just, you know, I'll put it onto the Awesome. Oh, I will let him know for cool. sure. Woo. That, that's a thumbs up. That I've exclusive ever heard it. remix. You know, we could, we can yeah. make that a panda remix kind of thing. Nice, He'll nice, be stoked. Nice. Yeah. And speaking of stripjointsmusic.com, Bob, you have got a, a track you're going to bring us. Uh, tell us about this one. Yes, so this uh, song that we got here is by an uh, up-and-coming artist named Venby, along with Gadar, um, who's, who's on the track as well. Um, the song's called Messy in Heaven. Um, this original song was, what do you call it? I think only two minutes, 12 seconds, something like that, and I asked them for an extended, um, you know, extended mix. Um, also, if you listen to the original, the... Um, what do you call it? The, uh, the beginning of the song is very sparse and they added drums. So they did what they, you know, and, and, you know, my hats off to Arista for, uh, and, and, uh, Benby for giving us a, a mix just for the strip club DJs. And, uh, I think it's, I think it sounds great. And I think they did a great job and I think it's something that you guys will be able to wrap your arms around and play in the clubs, but let's see what you guys think. Okay. Venby and is it Goddard or Goddard, uh, messy in heaven. Let's check this out. I heard Jesus did cocaine on a night out Eyes wide open, dilated, but he's fine now And if his father ever finds out, then he'd probably knock his lights out Gets a little messy in heaven Gets a little messy in heaven Barefoot on the pavement He was never complacent Held his ground for the town and the statement Leader never backs out of the arrangement Speaks out to the whole crowd when he saves him But he was the one that needed saving Now he's low-key crushed on the inside He gave his all and now he's breaking You can see it in his eyes I heard Jesus did cocaine on a night out Eyes wide open, dilated, but he's fine now And if his father ever finds out, then he'd probably knock his lights out 
Yeah. Um, first of all, this this is a great story that I get to tell because I, I love this one. Uh, when I first heard this song, the original version, I said exactly what Bob just said. I said, first of all, you know, I like the girl's voice and everything, but one is too short and two, the first verse did not. It was pretty much, uh, as you say, very sparse, not a lot going on. <clears throat> and in the strip club business, it would, you know, it would really limit when you could play it because, you know, managers are big about high energy and stuff. So when I first heard that, I thought, eh, you know, I, I don't know. I can't play it just because of that. And then I heard this mix that you have on stripjointsmusic.com. And I said, wow, they fixed everything. They did it exactly like I wanted it to be. So, um, so <laughs> yeah, that worked out really, really good. It's funny because normally I am not a fan of, of the drum and bass timing in music, but I like the way they did it on this one. It works. So uh, it works well. Uh, so it, it kind of, it shattered my expectations. Alon Fong? Yeah. So, uh, Bob sent me this track a week or two ago and I absolutely loved it. So this would be, this is in heavy rotation for me. I already put it on my chart, my personal chart. Um, and there's also a bunch of remixes of it out. So the, there is a remix album. There's like, uh, the VIP remix. There's the Alchemist remix, After Party mix, Belters Only and Seamus D remix, which is like a house version. Uh, so, a lot of cool remixes out there for you to find. I dig the track. Love it. This is love it. Absolutely love this song. I was going to tell you about that, Bob. I dig this track. Well, well this mix is made just for the Panda DJs. So yeah. Awesome. So um, the Panda DJs, if, if, if you are a registered strip club DJ or you work in the entertainment business, stripjointsmusic.com, you can get it free. Get your ass signed up now. Oh, speaking now, speaking of now, speaking of now. Yes, the timing has worked is out perfect. Are you ready? Are you ready? I'll I'm shut ready. up. Yeah, I'm ready. On. Shannon Larkin from Godsmack joins us right after this. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. Okay, well, as promised, we are here on Panda Off the Chart. So what's hot in the Strip Club's podcast on Pantheon Podcast Network? Danny Myers, Bob Chiaparty, Alan Fong, and Bob Chiaparty has brought us one hell of a guest. This guy coming on here has been the drummer for Godsmack since 2002. We got Shannon Larkin here with us. How you doing, Shannon? 
What's up? Great. I'm great. Thank you. I, I want to start by saying 2002. That is, that's our, like your 20 year anniversary was this year. Absolutely, man. And, uh, it's awesome. It is life changer. <laughs> that phone call was awesome. I'm like Tom Brady. Yeah. That yeah. was awesome. Well, <laughs> I, I want to take you back 20 years. And I want you to tell me the story about how you joined Godsmack and what you had to do to join them. Did they ask you? Did you ask them? I don't know the story, so I'd like to hear it from you. Uh, well, I, I was in a band called Rothschild back in the eighties and we were playing in North Carolina and this uh, band called Lex Luthor opened up for us. And the drummer's name was Sully Erna. And we had a really fast friendship right away. And he came back to my hotel room that night and we drank and partied and just exchanged numbers. And we remained friends all the way up until the point that Godsmack had made uh, the first record, but it was unsigned. And all of a sudden they were moving literally like 5,000 records a week out of the trunk of their car and out of this place, Newbury Comics. And it was a Cinderella thing. And then it went on to uh, a phone call from him to me. This was in 97 and uh, saying, hey, man, you know, come join my band. I'm singing now. I have this. We got all these major labels sniffing around, you know. <clears throat> and I had just joined this band a year before that called Amen. And we, you know, we were we were signed already to Roadrunner making our first record right at the time. And so I was like, I can't do it, bro. I just joined this band and blah, blah, blah. But we had remained friends, Sully and I, you know, over that that 14, 15 year period anyway. Um, and so he was he was totally he gets it. He knows I'm a pit bull man. You know, if I am in a band, I'm I'm not using it as a stepping stone. I'm in it because I love it and I want to be in it. So anyway, so I didn't join the band. Amen came out. We sold, you know, five records and Godsmack <laughs> came out and sold five million. And that's what happened. <laughs> so I was like, okay, you know, it's maybe it's not in the cards for me to be a rock star or whatever. But I kept on doing, I did another Amen record. And it had been like five years since I've been in the band, two, two records and lots of tours, lots of fun. You know, I don't regret a second of it, but it was punk rock. And I was about 32 years old at the time mm -hmm. that uh, I had my my daughter. And I realized that living in a band like a man with Casey Chaos, who was a true is a true punk. And he would like destroy the stage, destroy my drums. It would be a bloody <laughs> event. For real, though, he'd Kirk obey my drums every show <laughs> come crashing in. It was always blood. <laughs> Blood, lots of vodka and drugs and all this crazy shit. That, <laughs> so I was like, you know, I so me and the guitarist Sonny Mayo, you know, we decided to leave the band. Amen. And this was in uh, 2002. And two weeks after I left that band, my phone rings. I'll never forget it because I was in my kitchen in Santa Barbara, California. I lived, and my wife's like, "It's Sully calling." And for some reason, in my I go. And by this point, you know, the second record had come out and it sold millions and whatever. Right. They, you know, were powerful and strong. And I, I always loved this guy anyway. And so, and it was sure enough, it was him saying, dude, you know, it was, it's no audition. You come to Boston, you play and just make sure that it's, as long as Robbie and Tony like you and you guys get along, you're in the band. So that's how it went, man. And I flew to Boston and. You know, as they say, you know, the rest is history. I, I mean, and the good the good part of this whole story is that 20 years later, you know, we are, are way closer now as four dudes, you know. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's that's our biggest, our proudest moment. You could take all the accolades and go records, all that bull. And But the biggest thing to us is that, like, now we transcended all that crap that comes with all the bands that are long-term bands together, whether it's the just drama, interpersonal dramas or publishing and money and, all, you know, the three things that always break up a band, which is money, drugs, and ego. Yeah. And somehow we transcended that as dudes. And so we're at the point in our, our lives and careers where we genuinely love each other. And, you know, hence we're going to make one more record and, and, uh, and then ride it out in the sunset, you know? Hmm. I love to hear that, man, that, that you guys, like you said, trans got through all that stuff. That's such a, like you said, you know, so many of our favorite bands, 
you know, fall apart and you hear what jerks one or two of them are. And as a fan, sometimes you're like, oh, that's crushing, right? I mean, I know you're a big fan of bands too. So it's, it's great to hear that you guys have accomplished that. And uh, from talking to you just these brief couple minutes, I'm excited because normally it's always the lead singer, the lead guitarist. <laughs> we get to hear it from the drummer, Mr. Shannon Larkin. We get to hear the cold, hard truth about Godsmack, uh, a great band. You guys have been steady rocking now for 20 plus years. And, uh, you know, the interesting thing to me is you guys have always been sort of compared to Alice in Chains, and I've never heard it other than the fact that Sully is a baritone. Because <laughs> most most uh, male rock singers are tenors, I think, right? Uh, he's a baritone, and may, and you detune. I think that's about the only thing you guys have in common with Alice in Chains. But <laughs> um, so now Sully's the main songwriter, or do you guys all collaborate on that? We all collaborate. Uh, he you writes okay. the majority of it, he writes the majority of the music and he writes all the lyrics. Okay. And, uh, you know, which I'm, you know, as a lyricist, I, I, <clears throat> I've been writing lyrics ever since I was 15. I love it. It's one of the things that I always enjoyed about being in a band was that creative side. And when I joined this band, you know, he was like, you know, I write lyrics and for him to be able to emote these lyrics, you know, he feels they have to come from within him. I totally get that too. Got it. Yeah. And so I always have side projects, you know, going on. And that's that's just what I've always every band I've ever been in, even in Wrathchild, I always had side projects. I'm indefatigable. I, I can't sleep, so I write songs all the time, you know. Sure. And uh some of them some of them have gotten on Godsmack Records, but most of them haven't because it's a completely different thing. But uh but he writes on this new record, you know, we 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 started writing and we had gotten gotten off our last record, which was our most commercially successful record. And, you know, we had, and I'm not bragging, I'm just saying facts so you can see a timeline on how the new record turned out, how it did. So, you know, we get we get four number ones off our last record, right? At Active Rock Radio, which were, we've had number ones before, but never more than one per record, you know, we'll chart in the top 10 or whatever. But, so the last record technically was, our most successful record right and that was the first record that he used outside writers you know to mm. come and young producer eric ron who you know he picked for his youth and you know we wanted to he he's always trying to change the sound of the band not so much that it alienates our fans but enough that uh, we don't feel like we're we're grinding the same wheel you know what i mean and as we get older too that's it's a big uh issue with us looking at uh we'll, we'll i'll get into that later when you ask me why it's our last record that's usually the question i get first you know what i mean mm -hmm. but uh but anyway so the whole thing was um for us was trying to uh trying to 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 get the songwriting in a place where it wasn't as heavy you know as as what we usually write when we're mad because we were sure. we were young mad metal rock musicians yeah <laughs> and so it's hard when you start to get older and successful so you're you're not starving anymore and you're happy you're all of a sudden yeah. you're happy yeah, like you totally got get it. all your all your shits. everything's like firing on all cylinders and and you haven't made any flops and all of a sudden you turn around and <laughs> you know 15 years has passed and you're like how do how do we write songs for this fan base that wants to work out to our music or whatever you know right when you're not so anyway he enlisted eric ron and uh and they wrote most of the last record together and then so this one he came to us and and uh <clears throat> we had we had one song with eric on this new record and that's it everything else we did how we done all the other records which is mm -hmm. get in a room and either sully tony or myself will have a riff and then we'll just start from there. And that's how every song has come about. Hmm. And there's it, only been like two songs, one of them being Voodoo, that were written lyrically first. And huh. then we're trying to write. But every other song starts with a riff and the four of us in a room, you know. I love it. That's how it's supposed to be done in a rock band, right? Like so let me ask you this. Uh, since you're the drummer, and we normally the drummers don't get to talk as much. I know this except, exception with this band. But give us the scoop on 
the drummer's perspective on things. You know, you're in the back of the stage, you're kind of watching everything go down, whether it's on stage or on tour. What can you tell us different about the drummer perspective that maybe people people don't understand that fans will dig to hear about? Well, us drummers, it's funny because we talk about it and it's like, you know, we we have to be psychologists of the band too. Like we're the <laughs> dudes that are usually separating the guitarist and the singer from tearing their necks. <laughs> That's good. Because most drummers are also known as like the crazy guy, the Keith Moon of the band. But really, I feel, you know, we're not only the backbeat musically, but we're the backbeat backstage. We're, we're the dude that is settling the bass player down before we go on so he doesn't have to throw up because of bad nerves. <laughs> and we're, we're the guy that's, again, you know, there was there was so much stuff that that's going on in Godsmack that I feel directly responsible for the band staying together over the years. Really, <laughs> That's cool. Just, you know, and I'm talking just normal drama stuff that happens within bands and it's always sure. sex, money or ego. You know what I mean? Those three things. Yeah. And I really feel that. And every drummer I talk to, it's the same thing. We're kind of the, the rock, you know, of the band yeah. that everybody can, everybody can lean on, you know, and I got one guy in the ear saying this, this dude said this, and I got the first guy saying, oh, you know, he's being unfair, you know, or whatever. But uh, so I think we're, we're the unsung heroes of, of the mental state of bands. Amen, brother. <laughs> Dr. Dr. Shannon Larkin uh, is going to take over uh, on Sunday or every day afternoon doing his own show. You can just interview yeah. rock stars and <laughs> be hey, like the Dr. Phil of uh, rock stars. Do your own podcast. <laughs> Awesome. All right, man. Hey, well, let's talk about, so the new track, we love it. It's already been charting. You've already made the Panda top 20. Surrender has been uh, doing very well. And people, I love the song. I think it uh, goes back to your kind of old school sound, the original sound in many ways. And it's got a good groove and it, it's, you know, uh, you've gone back to your roots, but it's still fresh and different. You know what I mean? So we're going to, we're going to play some of it. I'll let Danny take it from here. Okay, so what we do is we play about one minute of your song, if you can hang with us, and then uh, we're going to come back and, and talk about the song, find out about this uh, this last music record, this last album coming out, and things like that. So uh, we'll do that, and this is Godsmack Surrender. I can, I'm, I'm watching you uh, basically almost air drum this thing, and I can just picture it, man. I can just picture it. Um, first of all, uh, I love this song. Uh, as soon as Bob sent it to me, uh, I can't remember how long ago. It's been three weeks, two weeks, or whatever. Um, I, I started playing it immediately, and uh, you know, it's, it's great because my rock girls are loving it. My floor staff is loving it, and I mean, it's it's uh, it's very identifiable because even one of my floormen came up and said, man, that sounds like Godsmack. I said it is, so uh, and, and it is charting on the Panda Top Twenty Strip Club chart. So I think what is it uh, number? What did we have at it a lot? I'm going to let him look. Uh, that we just up recorded on. yesterday, but then you're in the top ten. Actually, yeah, you already made it into the top ten, debuting in the top ten. Once yeah. number one though. Yeah. <clears throat> it's at Active Rock. It's been number one for a couple wow. of weeks. I don't nice. Yeah. Yeah, they they yeah. do theirs every week. We do ours every month. So that's the yeah. only reason we're a little bit behind you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, ours just our chart just came out a couple of days ago. So uh, you've already uh, debuted up there very well. Bob brought the song to us last month on on Panda Off the Charts. Now I remember how that all worked out. So uh, yeah, I think it's a, it's an incredible song. It's an easy one. I put it on my own personal chart as well. I'm gonna uh, go up to Alan Fong here. Yeah, as I was saying a minute ago, I I love the track and uh, I haven't listened to it 
but with headphones on and uh, now i am and the baseline really pops in headphones <laughs> i was like oh that baseline is badass <laughs> the drumming is great too of course i wanted to give you a shout out by the way so I have always played your guys' cover of Good Times, Bad Times. And that's saying something, because covering Zeppelin is a bitch. And I, I could be struck down for saying this, but I kind of think I like your drums better than Bonham's. I love your version. <laughs> the drum sound you got, you played it very true to the original, but you had your own little... Man, That you guys are so good on that track, musically and particularly. Oh, my God. And, and the reason I started playing it was... You know, when you play older songs, the music pressure isn't as good. So in a club sound system, I wanted a big, fuller sound. And when you came out with it, you, the sounds you got are monstrous. And you're you're always that way. But on that track in particular. So mad props to you for the drumming on Good Times, Bad Time, which is a bitch to play anyways. There's so much syncopated stuff going on. Am I right? Yeah, well, I mean, that's just pure love. That's yeah. pure love that, that came through on tape because I love yeah. him. John Bottom, I loved him. Oh my God, when John Bonham died, I was in school and my mom found out and, you know, I'm in, I don't know what class, but I hear on the PA system, Sean Larkin to the front desk, right? And I, <laughs> I'd heard that before, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you know, wonder what I did now, you know? And then as I'm walking down the hall, left the class, I look up and my mom's standing up there. Uh -oh. And the first thing, of course, that came to mind, oh my God, my dad, you know, something oh. happened to my dad. I was really scared. And and the look on her face said somebody died, you know? Yeah, sure. And uh, and I walked up and she said, she blurted it right out and uh, John Bonham died. And wow. and I, it struck me, it wasn't as bad. The, it, the pain of it was lessened at first because of me thinking it was my dad. Yeah, right. <laughs> <that had> <laughs> it, was, it was okay. Oh, it was only, oh, no. And so anyway, my, my cool mom, how, how cool my parents were. So she had come to school to tell me and take me home. That's and awesome. so she took me home. And I remember just playing Led Zeppelin two over and over and doing bong sure. hits and blowing it out the window. <laughs> I was going to say, man, the first thing that came in my mind, what a great mom. She must have loved you so much, obviously, to come down to school to tell you that your rock idol passed away. That's a phenomenal mom. So Mrs. Larkin, props to you for good parent, great yeah. parenting. Uh that's just yeah, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you yeah. for sharing that. We have more with Shannon Larkin of Godsmack, plus three more new music picks all coming up next. Well, we've got yes. uh, we've got another member on the call here, Bob Schiaparty, and he comes to us from stripjointsmusic.com. I got a Where the girls at? I got a button for that. <laughs> Where the girls now, at? So it's you know it's easier to do. Bob, <laughs> uh, I mean you you and Shannon go back a ways, right? So, yeah, like concrete marketing. I mean, again, we worked uh, we worked uh, Ratchild. I mean, was Debbie uh, Peggy Dold? I think was the product manager for that. I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to think. I mean, she was also from. Uh, Anyway, I mean, but we, uh, Eric Lamasters over at the magazine, we, everyone in the office yeah. of big bands. We always, you know, we love the band. Wasn't so, the drummer from Extreme the manager too? Yeah. Paul. Right. Paul, Paul Geary. Yeah. Paul Geary. Yeah. Paul Geary. So Paul, Paul brought the, uh, brought the, you know, brought the band to, to me, um, back in the concrete days. But then we were working, we were working pretty much every heavy metal record at, at the time. So, uh, yeah. But what do you call it? But we loved it. You know, we loved it. There was, I'm trying to think of this, something we did early on with you guys. I think I think I might have gotten you guys onto a WWE soundtrack or something like that. Something okay. really early. I'm trying to think of. I know there was some some promotions and stuff that we did. But uh, yeah, but the whole maybe. concrete foundation uh, concert thing that used to happen. Man, we played that. Just for him. Yeah, yeah. That, that was, was so fun, man. I, we oh, that was good times, Bob. Why? Five thousand people in a in a hotel, you know, heavy metal, heavy metal <laughs> doing the production. So you know, we had the the stages, you know, crazy acts. I still can't believe no one died over the ten years that we did this. <laughs> no, no, imagine no one, no one got gravely. No Whitney know, Houston moments at your award show. <laughs> What's that? No Whitney Houston moments at your award show. No, no, no. It was uh, which shocked me. Believe me, at the end of it, um, but it was, those were great days. But yeah. You were a big part of, of, of the concrete history, and I like to think we we're a little part of your guys. So, you know, it was, it was, it was good times. Good times. Good mm -hmm. to see you again. Well, Shannon, um, your new album is coming out. Is it February 24th? The full album comes out February 24th. Is that right? 
No. <laughs> lighting up the sky. It's called lighting up the sky. No clue, no clue man. But uh, yeah, I hear it's coming out next year. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll put it this way. The internet tells me it's coming out February 24th. Uh, and, nice. and yeah. So if the internet is correct, that's, that's when that's coming out. Um, you got some great music on there, but is this really, is this really going to be the last record? It is. It is in a most positive light and the best way ever. Okay. You know, my genius, I call Sully my genius. <laughs> I swear, I, you know, any, any band, you guys, all, all, all three of you know, you know, how hard it is in this business to make it and to, to have continued success for over a couple of decades. I mean, it's hard for any band. Yeah. You know, not everybody's Metallica, you know what I mean? So um, I call him my genius. He came to us and, you know, he, he, he he's had a plan that we've, we've been on ever since I joined, okay. which was two years or one year to write and record the record, two years to tour it hard, and then a year off away from okay. each other, go home, meet your dogs again and your lovers or whatever, meet your pillow, you know, these things we <laughs> And so, uh, and so, and then when you get back together again, man, you're excited again and you want to see your boys again. And it's, it was always just a brilliant thing. So with those four year plan, we put a record out every four years. Right. right. And so after we, we got, you know, basically grounded, like I was saying earlier about, you know, the last record had all these hits. And so we had toured throughout, you know, probably four months of 2018 and then 2019 constant touring the whole world all over many times, you know, all the year. Mm -hmm. And then 2020 came and we got back to America from a European tour in December. And our song, our fourth single was, you know, climbing the charts again fast. And we're like, wow, and by February it was number one. So we had booked another six months wow. of touring to melt the legends for eyes and just go out there and just continue, you know, ripping it up. And so, and then guess what happened? Pandemic. <laughs> yeah, pandemic, the whole business shuts down, the world changes, blah, blah, blah. So we found ourselves in an awkward situation of, okay, well, I guess it's not so bad. You know, we, we have the record was a success. So let's get in and start writing and just carry on and see how the world moves and changes around us. You know, okay. and so it was it was actually really good timing for us. But <laughs> so we we move our studio. We, we we have a recording studio that we do our records in and we've had it for a long time. <clears throat> and it's moved from L.A. to Boston to Nashville. Well, uh, at a, a, a really cool thing happened. And Sully decides, you know what, guys? And you know, Robbie, Tony and I live in Florida. And so Sully's like, you know what, guys, I'm going to move the studio to Florida and moved to Florida. <laughs> and we were like, awesome, finally, Sweet. you know? <laughs> and so he, it's like literally seven miles from my house. And we, and we, we all put the wow. dough up, all four of us, we do everything together, put the dough up, built the studio. We already have all the gear, millions of dollars worth of like gear, you know, like soundboard and the SSL, yeah. all this crap that I, I hit drums, me play drums, but we have all that, <laughs> we have that fancy stuff, you know what I mean? And so, so we move all our fancy stuff into a building down here and it's beautiful, gorgeous, best one yet. And Sully, you know, gets like a horse ranch with this girl that he'd had for years, you know, and they would love. And so we start writing the record and we get through like, we did have Surrender because that was the one song that Eric Ron had sent. No lyrics or anything, but he sent those two riffs. The first big riff, da 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 Yeah. And then the verse riff. And so he sent us those. And that kind of was like a starter starting point. So we wrote the song Surrender. And he came with some lyrics and everything. Not complete, but because we moved on to the next song. Well, after about three months. So March, April. Yeah, it's around two months, April. Well, he. this is uh, yeah, 2021, by the way. Because uh, so okay. 2020, when, when everything happened, everything shut down, we all just stayed home for the whole year. And said, sure. we'll get together. We'll get together in February. It actually was January. So it was three, January, February, March. It was three months of writing, January through March. And he moved down to Florida and with the girl and all that. So, and then in March, uh, you know, he comes in 
we all show up for practice in our writing sessions, practice we call it still, but we all show up and he's like, hey guys, you know, have a nice summer. And then he told us the story and him and his girlfriend, you know, broke, broke up. Mm. And, but in, in the worst way, you know, like, you know, and so anyway, so, so he's like, yeah, so I'm, I'm going back North. He has a house in Boston. So he goes back to Boston and uh, we had written 13, 12, 13 songs. We had sketches of on the board. And so, and, and, you know, he's our boy and we love him. And so me and Tony and Robbie are like, oh man, that sucks for him and blah, blah, blah. And we, we've been through this before, you know, and he gets his heart ripped out. But man, we're going to have some hits from this. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy, but man, we're going to have a hit record. And that's how it's always been. So anyway, he goes, up, he goes up north, man, and he writes what I feel is his best work, you know, in all these yeah. years. He's got so much better when he... Uh, everything about him, you know, singing, he plays piano, it, all this stuff. And so he writes this great set of music, which is our new record. And that's when he, you know, he asks us, you know, about the final record thing and says, look, you know, and there was some great points. Like, if, that's why I look at it as such a positive thing. Number one being that, you know, no flops in 20 years means we have, you know, 12 number ones, for instance, and a bunch of other top 10, top five hits, right? So, like, yeah, we, we are kind of like a little Aerosmith, you know, to where Hell yeah. they did it. They did it and just said, hey, man, this is our last studio record, but we're not breaking up. We're not doing a cash cow go out and last charge tour. $600. Yeah, that yeah. Finally, last time you get to see us, you pay 350 bucks a ticket. And then two years later, there we are again, our old gray asses, you know. So <laughs> we, didn't want, we didn't want to pull that that crap. And so that was a point. And so <laughs> imagine like, uh, you know, it's a it's a machine, you know, this business and we're in this big yeah. machine, you know, we're part of this machine and there's and we keep, you know, making, you know, records and touring record tour break record tour break for years and years and they're all successful. And it's like, you know, we feel you, you start to I'm not going to be drawing anything on my face like prints or something, but you start to feel like you're <laughs> You're working for the man. And so yeah. we're finally feel like we finally earned a spot to where there's no more record label. You know, we don't we don't need anything really but an agent if we're not making product. And, you know, so we're not going out peddling product anymore. And so we felt that that was a very positive thing. And then and then the big elephant in the room, which is age, you know, I, sure. I don't care I'm because I don't expect to grow old. I don't expect to look old. But I'm 55, man, and, you know, playing – and I started playing the clubs with Rachel when I was 13. Wow. So it's like I feel like, you know, I have, have climbed this mountain all my life and become what I always dreamt of becoming as a kid. And then, awesome. you know, at some point, when does it come? What's next? You know, like Sully, he could go and do – he loves to act. He always wants to be an actor. Or, you know, I could write a <laughs> book or, or paint a picture or, or – build my own uh i build my own koi ponds and turtle ponds awesome. and stuff you know what i mean but i mean like you know ultimately this band we understand it's going to define us you know what i mean we're musicians and that's sure. what it's been our success but it doesn't have to define us as people and right. so we look at it like look we can make now a killer set you know of 15 17 songs and then the big drum solo we do and <laughs> you know and, and every 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 song will be like, you know, a fan known song for our fans. Right. And like, so like, you know, and not that I don't want to imply that all fans like don't want to hear new music, but I can tell you guys that the proof's in the pudding. And when we go out on a record cycle tour, we play new songs and that's when people <laughs> go to the Good bathroom. Or, uh, <laughs> yeah. Man. And so, you know, like I said, I know that there's fans out there that would argue that, that do love records in that format. But most of the today's world is an ADDH world, ADHD mm -hmm. world. I mean, and like everybody downloads one song. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, totally. So, so we feel for freedom and for our age, which is the elephant in the room, you know, mm -hmm. because we're not, I, I, we toured the UK last month in October and 
the band that opened was called the Ravens Age, and their guitar player is Steve Harris's son. Oh, cool! Their lead guitar, Steve Harris's son, from Maiden, right? And yep. And so you know they they had the UK tour part of that European tour, and so they did like six shows in Scotland and England and all that. And so I got to be friendly with the drummer, how we drummers do, and you know we're at catering or something, and I'm talking to him, and I just say, oh, "How old are you, by the way?" And he's like, "23." <laughs> and I was like, Man. I'm like, my daughter's 24, oh. you know what I mean? Like, and now I'm that old dude, man. And me and Rombola yeah. started talking about it. And he's like, yeah, man, remember when, like, remember in like 85 when, when we go and see, see Judas Priest, you know? And, you know, we're probably 84, 83, 85, whatever. We're in our late teens, early 20s at, at the yeah. most. And you look up on stage and these dudes are, Judas Priest probably like 35, 36 right. years old. And we're like, look at those old dudes. Uh, <laughs> and, you know? and like yeah. now we're in our 50s going, geez, where are the, so we don't, and listen, I, I want to say this too. Like there's no, we don't, we're not trying to put down the great bands like Cheap Trick. Of course that not. Can keep, keep doing it forever and ever and ever. Do it dudes. But we just feel like, you know, we, we, we really feel that we can continue to do Godsmack just for our fans, not trying to sell anything. We're sure. all successful. You know, we don't have anything to prove anymore. And so, and we, and we certainly like to make money too. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not going to sit here and say we don't get paid. We do. And yeah. we can still go out and just do it on our terms. Like, you know, like Sully's like, yeah, my genius said, yeah. So we, you know, we'll make this last record. We'll do the last cycle tour, which means tour our asses off for our right. people and for the label and for management and try and make shit ton of money for everybody and ourselves and sell the hell out of this product and then take a year off like we always would do anyway. Mm -hmm. And then the next call will be, hey, guys, want to go out and do, you know, six radio fests this summer? Mm, yeah. You know, and be and fun on our for the fun of it. So, you know, and, and we're still... I like this. I don't dye my hair, man. So, <laughs> you know, I think when it starts going gray, man, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm too old to play metal. You know, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> nah, you're just lucky yeah. you don't have any gray hair like us, but <laughs> not the <Yeah>. same amount. <laughs> well, Shannon, well, I, matters. I, I did this have a go ahead. Yeah. We're stepping on each other there for a second. Um, Shannon, I did have one question that's not music related, but I saw in your Wikipedia that you are a turtle enthusiast. So I have to ask you about, are you still at that? Look hey, at that, look would at that. You? <laughs> Oh, that is sweet. My son, Bruce, um, rescues turtles. And he's got a little two-bedroom apartment with his girlfriend. And I think these three turtles that he rescues take up more space in his apartment than him and his girlfriend are allowed. He's got pens all over the place. And <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's amazing. So when I saw that, I called him up. I said, hey, just to let you know, Shannon... It is a turtle enthusiast. So tell me a little <laughs> about, about your turtle enthusiasm. You, you, you have plenty, I assume. Turtles. Yeah, I have, uh, about 20, 27 turtles, uh, many different species from, you know, uh, uh, spotted Indians and, you know, I have red-eared sliders, I have albinos, I have uh, <laughs> diamondback terrapins, I have peninsula river cooters, and um, I just have a bunch <laughs> of turtles. In a big pond, it's a 5,000-gallon turtle pond. Ooh, but, wow. And I have, I have 25, I had 26, but the hurricane took one of my koi fish, but I have 25 oh. koi fish in a 33,000-gallon koi pond that, uh, wow. that I basically had built, but not by pros like we did it me and two other guys did these ponds cool. and they're made really amazing and uh but the turtle thing yeah um i i started with just a, a nine by 20 foot like figure eight shaped koi pond and one of my buddies said hey man you know you should put a turtle in that koi pond they won't hurt the fish and it, it's a nice addition to the pond and so I got a uh, Mexican ornate slider and I put her in this pond and then I ended up falling in love with this turtle more than I love the koi. And she just, I don't know. Dang. And so uh, then that's when I said, Oh, wow. And I mean, I went to a home Depot and I, I'd never driven a, uh, one of those backhoe things. Yes. A backhoe. I rented a backhoe. <laughs> they give you a funny <laughs> I swear. And then I built, 
I built this uh, 1200 gallon uh, turtle pond myself and built it and made it in a triangular shape and blah, blah, blah. I, I, you know, YouTube, you can pretty much do anything nowadays, but I overlooked a few things. So over the pandemic, I, I had to get a professional company come in and, and make it a lot bigger and with good overflow. And now my turtles are super happy and I have indoor, <laughs> turtles, too. I have indoor turtles too. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> they get a little turtle doors they go in and out <laughs> i mean you know if it's really interesting like my cousin tanya she had these turtles she worked at a uh at a at an animal rescue place and so and she had she'd gotten three turtles thir- 13 years ago and she had these things she didn't have cats dogs not that she lives up in virginia and she had uh, these three turtles. Well, anyway, year before last, she gets cancer, but oh, she sorry. survives. Okay, she good. Through. She, okay. She, she lived and she's still alive and happy today, but it took a lot of her energy away. And, sure. you know, these, these, these turtles, man, you know, you got to change their water. That's the main thing. Good water, <laughs> good turtle. Uh, healthy water, healthy turtle. There you go. And so she didn't have the energy to drain three 70 gallon tanks a week. So she calls me yeah. and says, Hey man, you know, can you take my turtles? And I love these turtles. And I said, yes. Uh, and I said, you can send them. Cause I've had turtles sent to me before through wow. the mail. You, if you overnight them and UPS does it and you can go and pick them up. And so I said, yeah, send them. And she goes, no, these things I love. I've 12 years. I've had these Shannon. They're my, they're my pets. Yeah. I'm dry. So she drove 17 oh, hours down to wow. the turtles. And gave me these turtles, but uh, and I love these things, so I keep these. I keep two of them indoors. For <laughs> her, you know? mm, that's awesome. Yeah, but yeah, I'm kind of obsessed with with turtles, and you know, like drummers. You know, you you can talk to us about drums, and we won't shut up. And I'm like that with turtles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's cool that we get to see a little more of a the the human side, the non drummer side of Shannon. I appreciate you sharing that story, and I'm gonna let my my son checked this out too, as well. <laughs> He'll love you know, it. I, I, my, go ahead, Alon. My turtle experience was uh, going to Maui, and I forget the name of the beach. It's like Kapalua Bay or something. And there's this amazing coral reef, and there's all these massive sea turtles. And I literally bumped into one. Like a, this sea turtle was bigger than me. It was like six feet long, mm-hmm. and I came up for air with my snorkel, and I was kind of like on my back sort of and I bump into something and I'm thinking shark or whatever, right? I'm like, Oh <laughs> yeah. shit. Right. And I turn, there's a turtle head. He's, he's looking at me with big eyes. I'm looking at him. We're both like, Oh, Hey, how are you? And then he just dove back down <laughs> to the bottom and just was waiting for us all to go away. But that was, it was incredible. Yeah. Uh, so sea turtles are dope. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yes, You've got turtles in the, in the pond, in the, in the center of our, uh, you know, of our community. And, uh, there's these huge carp. I mean, they're massive. It's probably about, they're massive. They're, they're, some of them are like, God, over, th- over three feet long, maybe yeah. four feet long. Some of these things, they're like insane. And uh, you go to the edge and, and you know, you, you throw bread in the water. They come up like, like sharks, right? <laughs> and you have the turtles. And so my son and I have this game where it's like, you see the little turtle heads and it's to try to get bread to the turtles before, the turtles. <laughs> all, the, before all the fish just like gotcha. swarming in and steal it away so that's like ah one point for me love it well shannon i mean we could sit here and talk to you all day and i know we could uh but we, <laughs> we gotta let you run but we really really yeah. appreciate you taking time to come on our show here well, today and uh, good luck with the new music. Um, I also love the You and I song as well, which I am also playing in my club. So uh, you guys are doing a great job, and, and thank you so, so much. Well, Real quick, any social media? And I uh, appreciate uh, strippers and strip bars too, by the way. Yeah. Thank you. Don't frequent, frequent them like I did in my younger days, but I do know, <laughs> I do know that voodoo, Seems to be one of the numbers that yep. they all classic. love. And yes, classic. Been to. It's a very slinky, sexy song to dance Yes, it is. To. Yes, it is. Yeah, very good. Uh, real quick, will you share your social medias and uh, website with us for the band? Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, godsmack.com. Also, if you can, check out scarsfoundation.com. It's, our, uh, it's a charity that we have, Godsmack, that's legit. 
that every penny awesome. goes to help people to, to for suicide prevention, you know, PTSD, awesome. uh, depression, um, drug addiction, alcoholism. I've been sober for uh, over six and a half years now. Wow, myself. congratulations. Oh, well, thank you. And, you know, the good thing, the, the best thing about uh, Scars Foundation, you know, there's people you can talk to, and that's usually what it is, man. You know, if you have somebody that you can just reach out to, that's a stranger even, you know, that's even better yeah. because, you know, you need to just get it out, let it out. And so scarsfoundation.com or godsmack.com, and there's a little button that you can hit for mm-hmm. the Scars Foundation, but anybody needs somebody to talk to, man, we try and be there. Fantastic. That's awesome. That's amazing. Awesome. Absolutely outstanding. Shannon, thank you again so much. Thank you, brother. Pleasure having you on. Thanks. Thanks. Nice to meet you guys. And good to see you, Bob. Good to see you. Man, that, that first of all, that might have been one of our longest interviews, but I wasn't going to cut that short because, oh, my God, he's just such an amazing person. I that, that might be one of the best interviews we've ever had as far as a, a guest who's just, I mean, at as important and as, as big as he is for him to take that much time with us and just to share some of the very, very cool stories. And again, like Alon, uh, Alon said, man, to get the, the drummer's perspective, that was awesome. Yeah, man. I, that was a lot of fun. I could talk to that dude for hours. That was a, just a great conversation. I hope you guys felt that conversation going on as you were listening. Yeah. And Bob Chiaparty, great job on, on getting Thank him. You. Thank you. Phenomenal. Well, yeah. It's like big thanks to the management and to the label for, for you know what do you call making it happen. So yeah, it's it's nice when all this stuff works out like this. Yeah, it's fun. Bob Chiaparta, he's a big deal, and that proves it right there. That I mean, yeah. not only could he get him on the show, but I mean, they share old war stories together. Yeah, yeah. back in the no, day, that was no, awesome. We go back. We got history, as they say. We have yeah. history. We got history, I tell you. Well, Please. um, yeah, we got three more songs, one each to pick here. And I'm going to uh, kick it off right here with a song by a, um, a DJ out of L.A. Uh, that I just had the pleasure of uh, talking to, not directly, but uh, through social media. After I heard the song, I, uh, I posted on it. I did a little TikTok and an Instagram video, and he, he, uh, he was very appreciative of that. And uh, I told him I was going to put it on this show. So this is a, um, a, a Garacha. Well, I'm sorry. Let me pronounce this right. It's either pronounced Garacha, Garacha, or Guaracha. However, it depends on where you're from, but this is a, a an up-tempo Cuban song, right? Uh, Alon's looking at me all weird. So this is DJ Wizard out of L.A., and the song is called Susia. Yeah, it's got uh, it's got more vocals to it as well. And Alon, something you would really like in this song when you listen to the full version, not because Alon is a big fan of buildups, right? There are two big buildups in this uh, song, so it's amazing. Uh, DJ Wizard WZRD, Alon, can I go to you first? Yes, dude, you just won the show. I love that track. That is straight <laughs> fire. DJ Wizard, phenomenal. That's a party jam. That is a blow the roof off this place. Prime time. You're building up to it and you drop this motherfucker, forget about it. It's crazy. That's a fun song. I was, I'm still dancing. I'm grooving. I'm pumping my fists. I'm ready to go. DJ Wizard, fantastic job. Susia, I think. Suchia? Susia. Susia. I was not even close. And the only reason I knew is because I listened to the vocals in the song. (laughs) Um, Yeah, he's, uh, check out his SoundCloud as well, man. He, uh, he, He did a remix of Unholy. Yeah, Ooh. you should check that out. I want to hear all of it. I will check it all. You got to send me send me this stuff, man. Good, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, I will. Uh, let me go to Bob Chia Party up at stripjointsmusic.com. He was dancing in his chair. 
Yeah, great song. You can't help but move to listen to this song. And like like Alon said, you just drop this at the right moment and the place is just going to blow up. This is awesome. Great, great track, Danny. Great track. Good, good. Alon, uh, my challenge to you. Can you beat it? I already said you won the show because I know what I picked and I love this track. But uh, <laughs> You got a good one. So I, I got to give a shout out to Jimmy Hannigan from the Cheetah in Charleston, South Carolina, one of our pandas, a.k.a. DJ Spider. He put it in his chart, and I'd never heard it, so I went and checked it out. I loved it, so I thought I'd bring it to you. Now, uh, full disclosure, it came out over a year ago, but I'd never heard of it, and uh, it's a great track. This is You Nasty, the letter U, and then Nasty, by Black Caviar, featuring Unique, spelled in all capitals, U-N-I-I-Q-U-E. You Nasty. Well, that's unique. Let me hear that sound. I dig it. It reminds me so much of uh, a song that came out, uh, I don't know, late 90s, early 2000s by Styles and the J-I-Z called Smack It Up. And they use those same, uh, they, they use the same words to smack it up, flip it, rub it down uh, back then. So uh, that's obviously where they grabbed this from and they did a great job with it. And uh, an easy one that I can throw into rotation at uh, DiamondsCabaret.com in Dayton, Ohio. A little plug there. Bob Chia Party. I, I love the song. I think it's a great track. I remember when it first came out and I and put it on our list to chase down and we sent out, you know, a, a pitch, but never got any return. What are you going to do? But it's nice to hear it here. So, yes, two thumbs up on that one. Boom. Okay. I, I, if we're still like really, really pumped and sound like we're on caffeine, it's because we're still pumped about, you know. Have, have gotten us back to get a few. But we do have one more song to play for you. It is the Bob Chia Party's pick from stripjointsmusic.com. What do you have? I have. I have a, a, what do you call it, a song from a group that has we've had on the, on the show. I think we've had them on twice. Twice. Uh, Justin yeah, Ben Lolo. Twice. Yeah, they're, they're, they're new record. I mean, they've been releasing songs like for almost in the last year. And the new record came out not too long ago. I mean, last, you know, this this month, this past month. Uh, I think it's a great record. It's like just chock full of great songs, you know, great rock songs. And this one just strikes me as a, you know, to me, a killer strip club song. It's got everything that I like in a, in a strip club song. But let's see what you guys think about it. The, so the band is Broken Love and the song is Spell. Bob, I can't tell you how happy I am that you picked this song uh, because as I was sitting there saying, man, I have so much good music that I want to bring to the show. And that was on my list. And I said, I got to cut my list down. And all of a sudden I looked at your list and I said, good, I don't have to cut this down anymore because Bob <laughs> picked it. So you, um, yeah, I was going to pick it 
for the show. Uh, Justin Ben Lolo, I follow him quite a bit on Instagram, um, the lead singer. Um, I still play the, the two songs that he brought us before, which he did that cover of uh, River, and he also did River. Flies and Great the Honey. River. I still play those on a very, very regular basis. I still get requests for River. Uh, actually, I have customers that come in and say, can you play that song for me? And, and I have to say, and, and this is hard to believe, but Justin's voice is getting stronger. I mean, I always thought he had such strong vocals already. Um, but if you guys want to listen to uh, the original, uh, we have uh, go to pandaoffthecharts.com and check out when we had uh, Justin on our show as a guest. Uh, it was about uh, a little bit ago. So go off, scroll back and, and check those out. But Alon Fong? Yeah, I dude, I love this song. Obviously, it'd be a great Halloween song, a spell, put a spell on you type vibes, whatever. But uh, muscular guitar riffs, a great groove. It's got a groove you can dance to, I would assume. And like I said, when we first met him and heard the original tracks, I love his voice. And there's that ache and 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 soul that he has and his vocals that set him apart from a lot of the new singers I hear. He's absolutely one of my favorite vocalists in rock right now. So great track. Love that song. Ben, keep on cranking out stuff like this, brother. Yeah. Yeah. Bob, it's awesome, man. Did a great job. We all what a did. show. What a show, dude. Everyone brought strong tracks. We had an amazing interview with Shannon Larkin from Godsmack. Oh, dude. <laughs> Al, Bob, top that next month, huh? <laughs> yeah. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Let's see what we can come up with, right? So, Curious. so here's the deal. We got What's Hot in the Strip Clubs, the Pantheon podcast uh, on the Pantheon Podcast Network. And uh, this is our Panda Off the Charts show. It's our brand new one. We do um, a four, five, sometimes six shows a month. December, we're going to have extra shows. So uh, tell your friends, share it with everybody. What's hot? ITSC.com is our website. Check it out there. Join our Facebook group, too, because we got a Facebook group uh, that is for our listeners, and there's a lot of producers that are in there as well and record people. Uh, that's at What's Hot in the Strip Clubs. Very simple. Type that into Facebook, and, and you'll get our group. Bob Party, amazing job as always. Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. Thanks for always being so, what do you call it? So uh, accommodating to our, to our artists that we work with and uh, playing such great music and, and sharing your time with us. Appreciate it. Alan? Yeah, man, you're listening to Panda Off the Charts Extra. Bonus episode for you. And check us out on Spotify at Panda Bamboo Tracks, T-R-A-X. And my playlist is Elon, I-L-A-N apostrophe S. Elon's off the charts. I'm going to be updating that this week. Thanks for listening to Panda Off the Charts. Presented by the Professional Adult Nightclub DJ Association. Now you know what's new. Get a full list of tracks from this show and previous shows at pandaoffthecharts.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.